It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Here's the moment everybody's been waiting for. Taylor Tatum, where will you be committing to? Yes, sir. Well, first, I'd like to say, you know, you see, see, I got my guys behind me pretty quick, so I'd like to give all thanks to them. You know, uh, my parents right here up, up here with me, and I always told me to strive to be the best I can be in anything I want to do. But, you know, with that being said, commit to University of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard what it sounded like, or if you have, and that's your 10th time hearing what it sounded like when Taylor Tatum committed earlier today, you still probably think it's awesome. We got a uh, text last hour. Oh, still gives me chills. Still gives me chills to hear it. Yeah, uh, live announcement today from five-star running back. Number one running back in the 2024 class, Taylor Tatum. He picks OU over USC. DeMarco Murray and Skip Johnson shove Lincoln Riley in a locker. Things you love to see. Now, here's here's something interesting, Travis. No single town or no single high school, in my opinion, has meant more to OU than Eufaula, Oklahoma. The three Selman brothers, and then you throw in J.C. Watts in there as well, who was one heck of a player. Um, and I'm not saying that that's going to change anytime soon. However, Longview is really making a run here, man. Trent Williams is from Longview, Malcolm Kelly from Longview. And if Taylor Tatum ends up being a player here at OU, whether it's on the football field, baseball field, whatever, Longview is going to have a nice little claim that they're one of the most influential single towns uh, in OU football history. Oh, no, they're certainly making the case, um, especially – you know, the Malcolm Kelly freestyle adding, uh, you know, adding to that because heading back to Longview, Kelly popping trunk, you know, so that gives it a bit more juice. Uh, the the real question is who's going to be in third place, Tyler, and is that is that possibly going to be Denton Geyer, right? Because if we, you know, land Eli Bowen, um, if we, I mean, obviously we've landed two five, st- five stars from there in the last cycle, in one Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen, both who look incredible so far by all reports. Uh, it's a possibility that Denton Geyer could be rocketing up that list. Yeah, there's uh, no doubt about that. And the early signs on the two five stars last year from Geyer, yeah, they, 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 uh, they both look like they're going to be very, very good players. And we'll see if both of them get on the field as early as, uh, as, as this season. Well, um, LSN, Tatum, LSN could be up there, too. Yeah, 227 carries last year for Tatum, 1,891 yards, 33 rushing touchdowns a year ago, and obviously we'll see what Taylor Tatum does his senior year at Longview. And, look, this is just the way that it works around here. I think everyone knows that. But we are looking at it, and probably you are as well, from more of a football angle. All right, that, That's kind of the big story today. But here's the thing, guys. He's the number one running back in 2024, and it's just not 
it's not just set in stone that he's a better football player than he is a baseball player. Like, I, I think he could have absolutely a professional future in both, but which is his better path? Like, which sport is he better at, football or baseball? This is a legitimate, this isn't just a really good football player that is getting to play baseball just because he's a five-star at his position. No. Like, if they have ratings out there for high school baseball players, he might be a five-star baseball player as well. So all that to say, yes, give DeMarco Murray credit in his Yamaha, but Travis Skip Johnson was massive, massive in this recruitment. So all the props that you give to DeMarco Murray today, that's great. Give an equal amount to Skip Johnson as well. Right, and Reggie Willits and the whole staff. I know Reggie really had a lot to do with this recruitment, was, you know, talking a lot with Tatum and his family and making sure they're all comfortable. So, I mean, from from what I've you know, have heard from specifically the baseball side. I mean, they really clicked with the family, said they're some of the hardest working, you know, family, you know, people. They, they've earned everything they've got. They're very humble. Uh, they're quiet. I mean, when, when you hear them talk about the Tatum family, you're like, well, duh, they're coming to Oklahoma. That sounds like the exact opposite of L.A. Like the people that would have a horrible time in Los Angeles. So, yeah, the baseball staff really showed out. Uh, Skip's been on a heater, man. Absolute heater. Really yeah. looking forward to this next season. Uh, here's a couple of quotes from Tatum. First from uh, On3. They have the same morals and the same goals that I consider. So that's somewhat in line with what you were just saying. And I, I know a lot of us watched the live stream today, which, hey, I tuned in at 11 a.m. too. And I know the decision didn't happen until 11.30. There are a lot of things that happened before we actually got to that announcement, which annoyed some, but whatever. He, uh, he got his moment there. And then uh, he also talked about the, uh, the importance of the SEC. Tatum said, quote, one of the main things was going to the SEC. Being a big dog in football and in baseball, I'm going to be a part of the big dogs. Getting a chance to play baseball and football in the SEC is just something I couldn't deny. We've made the point a couple of times already, but the SEC, more than the previous two classes, now that this 24 class, their entire OU career will be spent playing in the SEC, this is not the first year where you've been able to benefit off of it, but obviously the biggest year you've been able to benefit off of it. And OU is, man. They are benefiting off the SEC right now. It's it's the most public, right, because before, you know, you were you were learning it through – you know, interviews that would be posted behind paywalls or this, that, and the other that, hey, was the SEC a factor? Sure, it was a factor, you know, this this is the first time it's really being said, like, hey, what was the reason you came? Man, I want to be a big dog in the SEC. Like, and I, and, and we were just talking about baseball. I think that matters almost more than the football in the SEC because when you consider the options, Tyler, right, like going to play with the big dogs in the SEC in football, you could legitimately – spin the Big Ten as a big boy football conference, right? Peyton Pierce certainly thinks so. And, you know, yeah. you could you could you could reason that away. But it's it's the big dogs of the SEC in baseball. When you look at Omaha every year, it is filled with teams from the SEC. The year we went, I mean we made up over half the field. We is in the SEC, like I'm already saying we. But That's like, fine. I, but, I I will allow it. it. It is we. But I but I'm told they're not cold weather people. They 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 like the warmth. And, and Tyler, when you're playing baseball, you want to be in the warm SEC. 
in the warm and sunny SEC in the southeast, you don't want to be in cold Big Ten country playing baseball. So I think when he talks about playing with the big dogs, it's it's not necessary or playing specifically in the SEC. I think it matters way more to play baseball in the SEC versus playing baseball in the Big Ten than it does football. But, yes, this is the first real public, public, you know, statement about the SEC and how it's helping so much with recruiting. And I, I think it's helped with many others in the past, and I think it will continue to help, especially if we you go in and really, you know, really hold our own in the league. But, Tyler, you touched on, you know, his interview and what all he said. You know, a lot of OU fans were a bit annoyed because, obviously, we felt good about the recruitment and then we wanted him to just, you know, pick a school, pick a school, right? Like, you said it was starting at 11. Come on. Like, let's let's get this commitment out at 11.01. But I really enjoyed learning, actually, about him. The thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that he was a fill-in on the 4 by one and they go and win the 4 by 100 in the track meet, and he looks at his dad and said, we got to go to the baseball game, and he gets in the baseball lineup, and his first at bat, he hits a home run. Like, nice. that's that's insane, Tyler, to go straight from winning a 4 by one at a track meet, go straight to the baseball field, and just go hit a home run in your first at bat. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that you're getting an athlete, I don't know what does. You were uh, mentioning the the difference in like the uh, the Big Ten and SEC baseball. Like I, I mean, that's it's drastic, man. Like the SEC is the best football conference right now. No one's going to fight that, or at least I don't think. Uh, the Big Ten is number two, and then there's seemingly a drop off after that. So okay, like the Big Ten, I, it, it's not directly comparable to the SEC. It's not as good of a league, but it's it's a good conference. There's some attractive qualities about the Big Ten. But look at the SEC in the Big Ten in baseball. Like, how would you rank the best baseball conferences amongst the Power Five? Well, the SEC is one, right? Maybe the Big 12 is two. Maybe the ACC is two. I don't know, but that's two and three, right? And then you throw the Pac-12 in, maybe at four, depending on the year. Like, the Big Ten is a distant five, man. Like, when we talk about how big of a deal baseball was here, it's not just the fact that the SEC is a better baseball conference in the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is the worst Power Five conference that is out there. So from a competition aspect and an excitement aspect, that one ain't even close, dude. Yeah, they're they're a big victim of of the weather, right? Because you, you can even look at OU baseball last year. You know, we got off to a slow start partly because it was so darn cold, uncharacteristically cold at the beginning of the year in Norman. When you look at just the games played like above 68 degrees, OU's record was incredible. That's why they got hot late, because they, they were playing in, in, in warm weather. So I think you look at that, and then you look at the Big Ten, and it's like these guys are always playing in the cold, or at least playing in the cold for for weeks into the season longer than teams in the SEC. And that matters a lot, especially to pitchers. I mean, you could see pitchers throwing an extra seven, eight miles an hour on their, on their fastballs just because the temperature was hot. So, I mean, that is – you know, it's unfortunate, I guess, for, uh, you know, our friends to the north, but it is what it is. Baseball players like playing in the warm. Why do you think half the majors, you know, half the major league players, you know, come from warm weather climates? Not only can you play, you know, longer year-round sometimes, but you're just better when you play in the heat. SEC, Th- does it make you feel a little bit icky at all, Pierce? I mean, I'm not saying that you should, okay? I'm, I'm really just asking for permission here. 
because now it's like oh the sec big reason why you want out here the sec is a big reason why you're going to recruit at a higher level here and we used to roll our eyes at that so should i and everyone else that has that same feeling feel icky about it or just full on full on embrace it this is who we are now let's just embrace it i'm not going to tell you guys how to live your life but personally it makes me feel gross man i used to <laughs> hate the sec Growing up, I mean, I heard so much about it just means more. We would smoke you guys if we were in your conference. I mean, mm-hmm. I just heard it. It was constant. And so now being on the other side of the coin, it I almost can't celebrate it as much as I, I want to, you know? I, I don't want to be a part. I don't want to turn to the dark side. I want to I want to be a good Jedi and lead, lead the good side. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to celebrate it, but I'm not. If you guys did, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be morally against okay. it just don't judge me okay, okay? don't okay, judge I won't. me I won't. when i wear an sec t-shirt to stillwater this year just to rile everyone <laughs> up don't don't judge me when i do that um i'm just going to repeat the quotes okay it's not from me it was from lincoln riley a little over a year ago quote i've walked into four playoffs and i've never had better than maybe the third best roster of the four teams every other year we were four of four we had really good rosters but they weren't the same I can't imagine that there could be a setting that we could build a better roster than we can here, in quotes. And, um, yeah, Travis, as you can imagine, a lot of people have been referencing that quote from Lincoln Riley a little over a year ago today on the uh, interwebs. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of the rallying cry, right, for this, for certainly last year's class, and it will be again this year. He had to have known Tyler. He had to have known you can't say stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, well, that's one thing that stood out to me, not to change the subject too much, but that's one thing that stood out to me about SEC Media Days. You heard, at minimum, Mark Stoops and Josh Heupel both be very, very aware of soundbite traps. Mark Stoops said, I'm not giving you that soundbite, you know, when asked about Oklahoma and whether they'd be ready. And then you heard Josh Heupel say, and and I've heard it on on these airwaves, say, well, we'd rather have him in Knoxville first. That's just a joke. Like, it's incredible to me how, I don't know if they saw the Venables stuff or if they saw, you know, the Venables Dion stuff and they didn't want to, you know, get called out by Wilbon for something. Like, it's just, it's so funny because I don't think I've ever seen that, Tyler, in press conferences where multiple people – acknowledged kind of the soundbite, you know, hey, I don't want to get caught saying something, so I'm just going to say this. Hey, you're not going to get me in this trap. Hey, I'm just joking about that. Please nobody write that. It's all – it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I almost have to think, man, that, you know, he heard everything that was being said about him a little over a year ago, and that was his opportunity to maybe take a shot. And, and maybe he genuinely, genuinely believed it. Maybe he still does. I don't know. But I, I just almost feel like he was – mad frustrated about what everyone was saying maybe and that was his chance to take a shot back here whatever it just it hasn't aged well obviously it has not aged well uh at all hey i'm a chicken and pickle today in okc appreciate all of you that have come by and got a ref t-shirt got some ref koozies been awesome meeting a ton of you i've still got a few ref shirts left i am here i'm really here until 11 p.m tonight but the show is over at 6 p.m so come by and chicken and pickle and uh, not only pick up a ref t-shirt and a ref koozie, but 
Come to Groovin' for Autism tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a really cool event that benefits four local autism organizations. GroovinforAutism.org. That's GroovinforAutism.org is how you can get tickets and a lot of cool silent auction items, including you get to spend a day with the ref. Well, you at least get to be on the ref for an hour. You can bid on that with the silent auction, an opportunity to be on the rush with Teddy Lehman and myself. That'll be a lot of fun, but a lot of cool sports memorabilia will be out here. Going to be a fun night at Chicken and Pickle, GroovinForAutism.org. All right, coming up next, um, you guys remember Spencer Sanders, right? Yeah, he's at Ole Miss. Well, apparently there is a very intriguing situation that could be in front of him. Uh, since seemingly he could be the odd man left out in the Ole Miss quarterback competition. Tell you more about that coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Five-star Friday. Right here on The Rush, we are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler, Travis, Pierce with you until 6 p.m. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, I hope Spencer Sanders gets what's coming to him. That smack talking against OU two years ago needs to be repaid again and again and again. I, I hadn't paid much attention to the Spencer Sanders situation at Ole Miss. I I knew that they had three quarterbacks that they seemingly liked on the roster. Um, but here's the thing. Apparently, he could be the odd man out, guys. And I, I was reading an article on 24-7 Sports Today is that there is a thought that he is going to be the one that's left out. And Jackson Dart was probably going to be the starter like he was a year ago. And apparently, Spencer Sanders is finishing up summer credits. And he's going to graduate before September, all right? Finishing up summer credits, going to graduate before September, and then that means he'll be eligible to leave as a grad transfer should that be the direction he chooses. And a lot of people think that's a realistic scenario for Kiffin, that this guy could graduate over the summer and end up being a grad transfer. And I guess, Travis, able to go somewhere else before the season starts? I, I don't know. This is like where the transfer portal really confuses me because there's a deadline, but the deadline doesn't really exist. But... I guess watch out for the next month or so with Spencer Sanders. Yeah, and uh, did you ever watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyways, Tyler? Oh, dude, yes. Are you dude, kidding me? That was a great um, early 2000s show for me. Yeah, they used to come uh, ABC Family, 9 o'clock Central. They'd have two episodes, 9 o'clock and 9.30. used to watch it after dinner every night in the Davidson household. And it kind of reminds me of that. It's, uh, you know – where everything is made up and the deadlines don't matter. That that should be the uh, the official tagline of the transfer portal because I'm with you, man. It's it, There's no enforcement, right? So it's like you can have rules and this, that, and the other, but if there's nobody enforcing it, who cares? Enter the transfer portal whenever you want. I'm sure you can get eligibility. If you need a waiver, well, we got that. Sure, go ahead and suit on up. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty fascinating with Spencer Sanders. Obviously, they were stacking quarterbacks there. And obviously the, you know, the way that all kind of went down very, you know, publicly at times through social media and whatnot with Gundy, who was actually in that Farrell article about, uh, you know, why do we give these guys so much love? Um, yeah, it's been, it's just been kind of a weird saga 
We actually have him uh, signed to audience rent, so maybe I need to maybe I need to reach out to him and see what's up. David from Norman. Yeah, you're right, David. I don't think grad transfers go through the portal. Kelly Max- Maxwell is another example. I-, I think you're right about that. It's just it's just crazy that he could transfer to Ole Miss, and he has transferred to Ole Miss, and you know go through a spring, go through a summer, graduate, and but here's the thing, guys. I think it's still the like, portal, though. I, I think it's you still have to go to the it, portal. It's kind of like the HOV lane on the road. Like you're still on the road, but yeah. you have different rules. I just don't. I mean, where's he going to go, man? Uh, what What was the rumor that he tried to come back to Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy wouldn't let him? Was that the rumor from a few months ago? He yeah, there were a the couple portal? out there. I think that I think was so. one of them. Yeah. So, I, any, anywhere come to Pierce? Anywhere come to mind for you? I'm trying to think of somewhere in the Big Twelve where he could go. TCU, no. Tech, no. Um, God, I don't know if he tried to go like a Baylor somewhere like that. Like no one really stands out. He. Baylor? I don't think he'll be left without a place to start next year, but it's getting kind of interesting for him. Man, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, you bring up Baylor. I've got a couple friends that go there. They're not big on Blake Shapin anymore there. Um, so maybe that could be a place that he goes. Um, I don't know if they would necessarily take him. It's weird. The timing of it all kind of makes it hard to see who is going to even be taking starters at that point. Is he good enough to steal some spots? I wouldn't be surprised if he drops out of that Power 5 conference and goes to take some starting spot in a Group of 5 conference, maybe the Mountain West or something like that. Yeah, maybe so. Johnny H. says Sanders to Texas State. Um, 405, isn't there a different deadline for grad transfers? I think they can kind of do what they want, I want to say. Kind of roll up at the school whenever they want. Um, It's it's interesting. Chris Rich says Iowa State. What if – he was Big 12 Player of the Year or Offensive Player of the Year, which is wild that he, you know, can't get in the top three at Auburn. But Big 12, you know, Player of the Year, what if he takes the Mountain West route and goes to a place like, uh, what, San Diego State was uh, rumored to maybe go to the Big 12? What if he somehow backdoors his way in back into the Big 12? Now, that would be something. If the Big 12 Player of the Year returned with another team, through conference realignment. That's what I want to see. Whatever yeah. the wackiest situation pretty amazing. is, that's what I'm going to root for because it's the best for this show. Well, uh, how wacky would this be if, you know, he can't cut it at Ole Miss, he's the odd man out, and Alabama's like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and take another quarterback, and he leads Alabama to a national championship. I, full disclosure, I don't think that that would happen. I don't think Spencer Sanders would lead Alabama to a national championship. But, uh there's your uh, maybe craziest scenario. He ends up being the starter for Nick Saban after all these moves. Yeah, or or Georgia. Maybe they're not real, you know, confident in Carson Beck or maybe you know or Brock Vandegrift or any of those guys. That's what's wild and and actually it was pretty fascinating, right? Because Alabama, both Alabama and Georgia had glaring holes at the quarterback position, and you know everybody was saying both teams are basically throwing whatever they can at Drake May. And Drake May sticking to his guns, that – I was so happy when that happened because that would have set a scary precedent, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens at both of those schools because everybody will agree that Georgia and Alabama are the two most talented teams in the, in the sport right now, and neither of them are confident in their quarterbacks. It's wild. Yeah, uh, uh, predictions are running wild here. Sooner Steven says Houston. 405 says Houston with Holgerson. 
417 Mizzou for Sanders. Jay in Tulsa says Spencer Sanders uh, to Bishop Sycamore. Now, a lot of you guys are getting on the Houston train right now, which is interesting. Drew from Flower Mound says Spencer Sanders could go to SMU. He went to Denton Ryan. I think SMU feels really good about the quarterback that they have this year. I think I think SMU is pretty uh, set at QB right now. I can't remember if Oklahoma State plays Houston or not. I don't think they do. I don't think OSU plays Houston. But, yeah, man, it, it, this is kind of what you were saying, like getting back to the Big 12. If he were to, to end up playing against Mike Gundy before his career was over, would be – that, that would be pretty wild. That would be pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm rooting for whatever out, whatever like has that as the outcome, right? Just just look at the schedule. That's how he needs to start. He needs to just sit down, look at the schedule of everybody that plays Oklahoma State, and say, okay, these are the teams that uh, these are the teams I'm picking from. They've got Central Arkansas, Arizona State, South Alabama, and they do play Houston. Yeah, they do. Houston, yeah, uh, it's 18th. Houston's final home. It's senior day for Houston. Oh, come oh. on. It's a layup. Come at that on. Point. Come on, Spencer. Let's go. Houston, Dana Holgerson, first year in the conference. They've had some good QBs before. Come on. If nothing else, let's just see the drama, please. It could, let's it just would see. be. It would be funny with uh, kind of like how they do in the NFL sometimes. You know, you get these quarterbacks, these journeyman quarterbacks that are like, you know what, I'm, I'm out there as a free agent. And then they just kind of wait to see if there's any big injuries. And then they call and they're like, hey, I'm available. And then they bring in, you know, the guy midseason. Like, I, I know we joke about eligibility, but that would be hilarious if Spencer Sanders is like, hey, I'm ready. I'm just going to work out here on my own. I'm a free agent. You know, I'm a grad transfer in the portal. And then, you know, something happens with, uh, you know, a quarterback at a big school, and they're like, all right, call up his agent, tell him to get in here. That would be Man, incredible. you guys you guys do not think highly of Spencer Sanders. Sanders to Permian High School, Sanders to ITT Technical Jeez. Institute. Uh, he's from Denton. What about North Texas, says Marietta, uh, Marietta, Marietta Sooner. Yeah, I, I don't think you guys had any submissions of a team that won more than, like, uh, eight games last year, which, hey – you can't cut it at Ole Miss if you're the odd man out, then I don't think he's going to have great options either. You guys are probably right about that. Uh, keep it coming. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. I, I am interested in this from the text line. A lot of you watched the live stream of Taylor Tatum committing today to OU. What was your reaction in the moment? Did you yell? Did you scream? Did you throw both hands up in the air? Did you do a visible or a visual, um, you know, middle finger out west to a certain head coach? What, what did you do? How did you celebrate when Taylor Tatum picked OU today? We'll get to your text and a whole lot more college football on the other side. Keep it locked on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Five-star Friday, live on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Pierce Leffelholtz, Travis Davidson with you. I am at Chicken and Pickle in OKC, where junior pickleball clinics for ages 7 to 13 are going on now. Sign up online includes lunch and instruction from July 24th through July 28th. I'm here for Groovin' for Autism, groovin'forautism.org. 6 to 11 p.m. tonight is the big event. 
So again, GroovinForAutism.org if you don't have tickets already. They have a really, they have a ton of cool auction items. Pierce, if you could pick one of the auction items they have, which one would you pick out of the Aaron Judge frame photo? They have a Brent Venables sign photo. It's the photo of him and Bob Stoops at the podium after the Alamo Bowl. They have like a Michael Jordan frame photo with three different photos of MJ. They have a giant photo of Jada Coleman robbing a home run at the WCWS this past year or the Teddy Lehman signed football. And you better not say the Teddy Lehman signed football, which is the best item out of those five. Mm, man, those are some good ones. I think I would have to go with the Jada Coleman photo. Ooh, I think. Nice, I, want, huh? I, would, I, would, I would want something that kind of represented my time at OU. And not to not to brag or anything, but that picture of uh, Brent and Bob Stoops, I'm actually on the field looking at that, taking a picture myself. So I already have a little bit of sentiment with that. I think the Jada Cullen will probably be my favorite. It's good to be Pierce. You got to see a memorable moment live from the Alamo Bowl on the Alamo Bowl floor, big time right there. Yeah, that Jada Coleman photo they have here is uh, sweet. And, and Travis, as uh, Brent Venables once tweeted out, she has better ball skills than uh, Billy Bowman does. His words, not mine. He said yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do think it's kind of funny because early on, you know, it, it was, I mean, they've been dating a long time. So, you know, a lot of us were familiar with that, that, you know, are probably too bought into following high school football recruiting, but it is what it is. And it's funny because a lot of people were like, okay, it's, you know, they're competitive people. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how they kind of stack up their careers against each other. Well, Jada Coleman, all she has done is go on to maybe have the most decorated start to a career of any female athlete that I can personally think of. Seriously, <laughs> so, man. So I'm not sure Billy, uh, I don't know what Billy would have to do to catch up, but two-time All-American in high school, uh, number one recruit, um, you know, national player, Gatorade player of the year, and then three-time All-American, three-time national champion, national player of the year finalist. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty decorated, Tyler. I asked the D, uh, the text line, Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line, how you guys celebrated once Taylor Tatum took the cover off of the uh, display and there was a uh, OU football and OU baseball cleats, and it was, yeah, I'm going to OU over USC, duh. Cherokee Sooner says, I did a victory dance and threw a tomahawk towards the West Coast. Uh, that's a good one. Cole and KC says, my boss came up right as I was listening to the announcement. I loudly said no to her when she started talking. This made for an incredibly awkward conversation. Cole, I hope you're not getting a pink slip on this Friday. But if you know, you know what? It Would it not be worth it? Would it not be worth it after today? Come on. Chris Rich says, as soon as he uncovered the display, I had a flashback vision of Lincoln Riley when his head dropped during the blown playoff game against Georgia, and I smiled. Gunny says, fellas, I'm pretty sure you know how I celebrated. Um, what, what is he? How I celebrate. But I had a vape and a crepe now that I'm off work. I'll promote a good cold beer. So, yes, we had some very unique celebrations today, as I would have guessed. Congratulations to you guys. Cole and Casey, I'm, I'm praying for you, though, buddy. I hope you're back at work on Monday. Yeah, any any gesture to the West at the time would have been epic. Just, just because I think it's important to find out who actually can identify West 
you know, at any given moment. I think that's I think that's valuable to know. But just the idea of doing something out to the West uh, amuses me. Uh, Zane says, I burned down my local Lincoln dealership. Very nice. Very nice, Zane. <laughs> and I don't doubt for a second. I don't doubt it. I totally believe that you burned down a local uh, Lincoln dealership. That's that's fun, man. Now it's um, I know we've been talking a lot about it today, but it's it's the biggest story. Oh, you related. It's um, it's big, big news. It's a big win over USC, which obviously feels really good. And it's hard, Pierce, to not be excited when you look at the future of running back. I mean, there's just so many names here, so many names. Saw Chuck Barnes, Tawie Walker, Smothers, Caleb Hicks, Taylor Tatum. Um, maybe you get uh, another running back by the time it's all said and done. And I know that I didn't even mention every running back that you're probably going to have in 2024, but it almost kind of looks like an embarrassment of riches at this point at that position. Yeah, you normally you don't want a situation where you don't know what your future looks like at a certain position. Normally you want to know you've got this guy, you know, and that's who's going to be leading that position. But in this scenario, not knowing your future is fine because any option is going to be a good option, regardless of what happens and who ends up staying and who ends up signing. It's going to be a strong, strong running back room, which is so, so exciting for going forward in this Brent Venables era and seeing how all of these players evolve over these next two or three years. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, you know, Pierce, oh, it, Pierce I, uh, I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought up that knowing your future, right? It's like, oh, you know, you want to know your future. But here's the thing. Think about it, you know, monetarily, your own personal life, right? Like, you know, yeah, I would know my future, you know, with budgeting. Okay, I've got this. I've got, you know, the, the mortgage. i got the car payment. I want to put a little bit of it. But in this situation, you may not know the future, but you just won the lottery, right? You don't need to know the future. You don't need to know the future because you know it's going to be awesome, right? It's like, hey, look, I can pretty much throw this budget out the window for the most part, um, and uh, I know it's all going to end up well. So, yeah, the, 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 you, you, know, you don't know exactly, kind of like the old Ron White. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that comedy special where, uh, you know, he got thrown out of a bar and he got surrounded by a bunch of guys. He said, I don't know how many it was going to take them to, to whip me, but I knew how many they were going to use. That's kind of what this is like. Like, well, I don't know how many yeah. running backs it's going to take us, but I know that we've got a ton, so it ought to be enough. You know, um, in, in, in how it normally works with college football fans, it, like DeMarco's on a heater right now, man. Now that he's able to like go out and actually see recruits, like you're seeing what he's doing. Like two classes ago, he got both Barnes and Sawchuck, two four-stars. Last year he got Hicks and Smothers, two four-stars, and – by all accounts, half of that duo looked really good in spring ball. Not my words. That's the words of other players such as Trace Ford, who said that to me at a local Norman event a few months ago. And then now you've got Xavier Robinson committed. You've got the number one running back committed. And you might get another four-star committed by the, all, by the time it's all said and done. So normally, Travis, when someone's on a heater like that in recruiting, you say, well, how long are we going to be able to keep him? How long until he becomes an offensive coordinator or a head coach somewhere else? And I guess you never know. I mean, everyone's feelings and thoughts could change. But I feel good that right now DeMarco's good with being the running backs coach at OU. Like maybe he gets to a point someday where he wants to be an offensive coordinator somewhere or he wants to be a head coach somewhere. That could absolutely happen. 
But for now, man, I, I feel like he's just good being the running backs coach at OU. And, dude, what what a gift that's going to be for this staff moving forward with the way that he's recruiting and developing right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the benefit of, of being at a place like Oklahoma, right? Because you have the opportunity to have a guy like DeMarco Murray that made a ton of money in the league that, you know, maybe doesn't have head coaching aspirations. He's got other aspirations. I mean, he's a he is an investor. Uh, he's got other things going on. I mean, it, I, I, I don't think he probably, I mean, I don't want to quote him by any means, but I don't think he has aspirations to take on the full, you know, the head coach, um, you know, mantle, if you will, just due to the timing and everything like that. I think he's pretty comfortable where he's at. But, again, that's the benefit of being at a place like OU. You give yourself the opportunity to have your players come back because, guess what, you've got a lot of really good players that you've put through there. So, absolutely. And, I, and it's interesting because – He's on a heater, yes. But what's been so fascinating is he's on a heater at a position that's kind of tough to be on a heater on. And I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. you look you look at a guy like Emmett Jones. You know, he's got, what, eight guys to commit since he took over the job? I mean, that's absurd when you look at 2025, 2024 in the transfer portal. I mean, it, when, when you're recruiting wide receivers or defensive line or maybe the secondary or something like that, like, it's just not quite the same because your classes are typically bigger, so you can really beat them with numbers. Like, man, this guy's got so many people to commit. The running back position doesn't have that much opportunity because the position, each class isn't going to be that big, and that's what's more impressive to me is he's got limit opportunity, and he's still outperforming. 405-651-3439, Knippel Meyer, Chevrolet text line. More college football, more Cruton coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref on this five-star Friday. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. For the 405, happy Friday to you fellas. So with how stacked we are and getting more stacked at the offensive skill positions, should we expect to see Coach B make a run with O-line signees? I think he is going to get Eugene Brooks, a four-star offensive lineman, July 25th. So that's early next week. And really the question right now, is, I also think he's going to get a three-star from Edmund Santa Fe in August. The question right now is Grant Bricks. And I don't know if everyone's opinion is going to sway one way or the other about this offensive line class, Travis, but Grant Bricks is obviously going to be a major part of it if they get him. Yeah, I mean, that's really the, you know, jewel of the class if you can get him. I, won't, I mean, it'll be, it'll be disappointing if you don't get Grant Bricks. Uh, you'll have, um, you know, a couple of fours, according to rivals, and a three um, with, you know, Isaiah Autry obviously being the other one that's already in the boat. But it's, you know, Grant Bricks, that's – that's a that's a game changer right there. So you got to get him, but I mean, and I'll I'll say this. I've been saying it the whole time. As long as Bill Bedenboe is at the University of Oklahoma, I will never be worried about the offensive line play, especially now that he's back with Schmitty and even with Seth Luttrell on staff. I mean, I think we're going to have a great year from the offensive line. Potentially another first round pick in Tyler Guyton. Um, who's been listed by a lot of, you know, kind of those preseason scout articles that are like names to watch, you know, that could be early, you know, big risers. So, like I said, as long as Bill Bedenboe, which the offensive line position is 
so hard to evaluate anyways. As uh, I, I spoke with Beanbow after a game one time, and he was he was a bit frustrated because you know one of the one of the sites had done uh, like OU position grades, and they had <laughs> they had given the uh, the position like the offensive line position like a C plus or something like that for the game, and he was so frustrated. He's like, I, do, I he goes I can't even evaluate the offensive lines until I go back and look at the tape. And I, I, I coach the position. I know what they're supposed to do. He's like, so these people that write these articles and grade out the positions, they clearly don't know what they're looking for. Like, he was he was frustrated by it. So, mm. with that, I mean, the evaluation of an offensive lineman, you, you, you have to – it's not quite as simple as, like, a wide receiver, right, where it's like, wide receiver, are you fast, are you big, can you get open? You know, that, that's about that. Well, offensive line, it's got to come down to attitude. You're playing in lockstep, literally, with – Four other dudes on the offensive line. Where do you fit? Where do you fit personality-wise with that? You know, with that group. And so, like I said, that's the longest way I can say I'm not worried about offensive line recruiting. Chan- uh, excuse me, Chase in Orange County. I can't believe I almost said Chance. Chase is my boy. Chase in Orange County says Mule Shoes slash USC fans out here in Southern Cal have been claiming all damn day that Taylor Tatum isn't important when you have a quarterback that throws for 4,000 yards in the season. I'm like saying, great, go to USC so you continue to have the fourth-best roster in the playoffs under Lincoln Riley. Sooner fans heard this before. SC fans are idiots. Yeah, if they're, you know, know, unless they're just trying to uh, hide behind the embarrassment of losing out today. If they really think that running backs don't matter, even with an elite quarterback, have fun in the Big Ten. That's what I would say. Because, yeah, going to need a running back in any conference, but you're definitely going to need a running back in the Big Ten when uh, when USC is there. Uh, hey, Pierce, um, Big 12 Media Day. I don't know if anyone changed your opinion from last week, but who's one team that you're maybe starting to slowly trend up for as we're 43 days away from kickoff? Anyone in particular? Mm, you know, it, it, nothing's really changed recently, but I feel like Texas Tech isn't going to drop off. I think they're going to keep kind of hanging out in that around the half mark, a little bit up, better than they normally have. Texas Tech is going up a little bit more. I don't see a lot of change going on in the Big 12 much this year other than TCU dropping. Yeah, um, Tech's got that big game with Oregon in the non-conference, and they get them in Lubbock, but that's kind of one of those games where Tech has a ton. Tech probably has more momentum right now than they've had since Mike Leach was in Lubbock. Um, They beat Oregon, I think that's in week two. Tech... uh, I don't know. Maybe Tech can get on a, a little bit of a roll, but I really, I really like Oregon, and and I think it's, I think Oregon's got a really good chance to win the Pac-12. Though they were picked today in the Pac-12 preseason poll, I think they were picked to finish third. I believe it was USC one, Washington was two, I think Oregon was three. Yeah, USC one, Washington two, Utah three, Oregon four, Oregon State five. I don't hate that, man. I, I think Oregon's going to be a little bit better than the fourth best team in the uh, in the Pac-12. All right, final hour on a five-star Friday. It's coming up next. We'll talk Taylor Tatum next.